All right, uh, we are now recording. Uh, so uh, Danny, I'd like to thank you very much for joining me today. Um, for my students, um, I'd like you to please introduce yourself and uh, then also um, answer the question when somebody asks you what you do, how do you respond? All right, um, I'm Danny Wurst. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. You're welcome, uh, my pleasure. And I am the Senior Community Director uh, for San Diego uh, for the website Yelp. You said community director? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so could you just explain what that means? Like what is a community director? And then uh, it's probably unlikely that um, someone doesn't know what Yelp is, but what is Yelp also in case they don't know? Yeah, in case you don't know what Yelp is, it's a website where people find uh, the best local businesses in whatever area that they're at. Uh, it's, it's kind of a... A combination of a social media and yellow pages. If you're looking for a restaurant or a doctor or uh, really any sort of business, uh, you can just search for it and then you'll find feedback from actual users that have written reviews, posted photos, uh, and just contributed content. So you get a, a really great idea of what the business is like. Okay, cool. So then what does it mean to be a community uh, director in that context? So my job as a community director, it's a form of marketing, uh, very event-based, but essentially I'm kind of taking the community that exists online of people that are writing reviews and interacting, sending each other compliments and messages. Uh, and I'm taking that experience and bringing it offline through events that I work out with local businesses and uh, restaurants and, and all sorts of other stuff just in San Diego. Um, so I should know as well that I held this, uh, this position in Chicago as well for a number of years. So, so I was wondering if you could, um, just like give like a concrete example of what an event might look like, or like what's the type of business that you uh, work with, the type of people that you might invite to these. Yeah, so the people that come to the events are the most active, active contributors to the site. Uh, they're called Yelp Elites. And um, when you become Yelp Elite, you get a little badge on your profile and you have access to this calendar that I am coordinating with all sorts of other uh, local businesses. Um, you get to come to these events and you get uh, typically like complimentary experiences or discounts or you know, free tickets to, to things going on. Uh, events are, are really fun. You get to meet other people in person that you've just been sending messages with and reading their reviews and, and helping find local businesses and stuff. Uh, so it's it's kind of fun. You get to meet uh, uh, new friends and uh, also connect with really awesome local businesses. So um, we, we do a lot of the events with restaurants and, and uh, bars, uh, but we, we really do them with all sorts of other local businesses in general it just kind of depends on uh who wants to bring in the yelp community to gain exposure uh through word of mouth could you um just sort of break down a little bit further like what is the what are the economics behind this like why is yelp hiring you to plan these events and to, to you know work with the community like why what's what's the purpose of this yeah so i guess you could kind of look at it as uh, my role is like the gas in the tank of our company. Uh, it essentially is the product. So I am getting people to write reviews and 
uh, to contribute this content so that there is a product to sell. We make our money uh, through advertising to local businesses. And uh, the reason we're able to do that is because there's so much great content. People do, they know Yelp as a trusted resource to find a great restaurant or to find a doctor, to find whatever it is. So, um, <laughs> Uh, we, gotta, Michelle, we can see you. Are you recording? Yes. I didn't want to be. I didn't know you were. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to crawl. You can just walk. Past. I know, but are your kids watching this? They're not live. They will watch it. So Sorry, say hi to my class. Okay. Hey all. Why is um, he still awake? I don't know, but you're ruining my interview. <laughs> I, some would say it's enhanced. Actually, right? Yeah, enhanced. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so just to get back to it, I, I'm kind of, uh, my role is the, essentially the, the product or it uh, kind of fuels the product. Um, you know, it's, uh, Yelp is word of mouth. So it's my, my job is to get these people to uh, be applying their word of mouth to our website. And that's how, how people find these great local businesses. Very cool. Um, I don't. I don't know if you know the answer to this, um, but maybe you can start off by saying um, how long you've been with Yelp. You probably know that. <laughs> yeah, so. I've uh, I've been with the company for a little over eleven years now. So. Um, so I imagine in you know that decade plus, the company has changed a fair amount. Um, would you Would you say that they were still kind of a startup back in the twenty twenty ten era when you joined them, or were they more established at that point? I'd say it felt like a startup for sure. Um, I believe I was like around employee number 300 or so. So pretty early on in the game. Um, Do you know how many employees they have now? Uh, approximately. Well, approximately uh, like 3000. We did, you know, uh, because of the COVID crisis, we unfortunately had to lay off a, a bunch of people and furlough a bunch. So right now we're at about 3000. Uh, but before that, it was like 5,000. We hope to bring back, you know, once things normalize a little bit, I know we really hope to bring back a lot of those employees. Sure. Um, but yeah, I was pretty uh, pretty early in the game, around like 300, I would say. And uh, it definitely felt like a startup. Um, it was, you know, it, it was scrappy, lots of ideas being thrown around, uh, just tons of energy. And then, you know, as, as things develop, uh, it, it, there's there's just a lot more boxes and uh, things that you have to to check, uh, I's you have to dot and T's you have to cross. Could so. you sort of explain uh, maybe what some of the differences are now that the company is more established, um, you know, versus the the startup days? I imagine you probably wore more hats in the early days um, than maybe you do right now, or maybe that's not the case. Yeah, I would say there's definitely some of that earlier on. Uh, you do have a little bit more flexibility and room to kind of, you know, take your ideas and just apply them. Uh, you know, now, since we are established, uh, with any other company, once you're, you know, you're, you're pretty big, you have so much to protect. So it's like, if I have a, a uh, an idea, it just has to go through a, a couple of different levels of uh, someone making sure that we can do it. So we, you know, we don't put the company in any uh, potential uh, danger of, of being sued or uh, a few more layers of risk reward analysis, perhaps. Yeah, something like that. exactly. Very cool. Now, is there um, a, a reason uh, that you like chose or sought out to, to work at Yelp um, versus maybe a 
is there a reason that you tried to you know work in like the startup space um, versus you know a, a more established company was there something that drew you to that type of work environment um i mean i my story is kind of uh you know just by chance and uh, i i was working in hotels before so with really big companies like starwood hotels and hilton hotels um and i actually found yelp uh i was a concierge at a hotel at the time so i was utilizing it a lot to tell people where to go to a restaurant or uh what sites to see things like that and so i i really kind of just fell into it as a user and i i thought it was a really awesome tool uh, researched a little bit more about it. Um, and from there, I, I just kind of saw a job posting online and thought, you know, I, I'm going to go for this, even though at the time I, what they were asking for, I was on paper, probably uh, a little bit underqualified from what they, they did, but I just wrote a really creative cover letter and, uh, I took a shot in the dark and they, uh, the uh, cover letter really got their attention. Uh, they called me in and uh, from there, the rest is history. So. One thing that I like to talk about with my students is that um, you know, if you're trying to break into an industry, um, one way to get more experience than you maybe otherwise you know, have the experience to, to do is to go to a startup company because um, you know, they, they might not be able to get, you know, on paper, um, you know, top experienced talent, um, but they can get young people who are eager to sort of, you know, cut their teeth and improve their worth. It sounds like that's sort of, um, what ended up happening with your career to a certain extent. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think some advice that I could give what I had learned and I think what really helped me to get this job that I, uh, you know, may not have, have been exactly what they were looking for at the time is. I just, I knew the product. So I, I really liked it. I was using it. Uh, I just demonstrated that I had a, a massive knowledge for it and that I was really excited about it. And I think that really goes a long way for startups is the passion, the passion that you have for their product. If you can really, uh, you know, show people that you, uh, can get behind their mission, then they're, they're really receptive to that. And they'll, they'll, they'll be likely to bring you on board. Now you had mentioned something about your cover letter. Um, is, is there some aspect of that that you can share or is it just specific to that time that there isn't much of a story? Uh, yeah, I, I can kind of share it. It's, it's actually been shared uh, in our department a couple of times. It's just like an example of creativity or, or uniqueness. Uh, one of our, our core company values is being unboring and it's, it's kind of used as like a example of being unboring. Uh, but I, uh, I wrote a cover letter that was a script of what it would be like to, um, have a phone interview with me. And then, so I answered in the script, I answered the questions with like very professional answers, what you normally would at an interview. But then in the script, there was a, a bubble that would come up from my head and you know, the bubble that would come up in my head was kind of more, uh, I, I guess, partying or, or more like uh, what would fit like for a funny movie script, like an Adam Sandler script. Now, did you did you format it? it? Did right. you format it like, you know, Courier New Font and like the whole like, uh, you know, official? Oh, it uh, was a script. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> my, that's what I went to school for is okay. 
uh, media studies and kind of like script writing and stuff. So I, I, I kind of took like something that I really enjoy as a passion and I still do today. And I, I just, you know, applied that to my application. So there's two threads that I want to chase down there. Um, first off, can you talk a little bit more about media studies? Where did you go to school? What type of student were you? Um, and uh, what'd you do uh, during your undergrad? Uh, I went to school at a small college in Dubuque, Iowa called Loris College. Um, I had a great experience there. It was uh, it was actually probably uh, smaller altogether than the school that you teach at. I think they had like 2000 uh, people in the whole entire school. Oh, wow. uh, but I just the way I kind of learned, I think uh, I, that was the, the choice for me. Uh, it was, you know, really small class sizes. Uh, lots of like group work and being able to interact with uh, other students and, and collaborating and, and stuff. Uh, media studies, um, kind of, I, I don't want to say it was like a film major because it covered a bunch of like different areas. There were a lot of classes that uh, were TV and video production, but there was also radio, like script writing, uh, a, a lot of stuff like that. So it was like an all encompassing uh, like journalism type of, uh, of major. Uh, I also have a major uh, in uh, PR, uh, public relations, and I think that really comes in handy with what I do since I, I pitch media so much and uh, I am, I'm a local spokesperson for Yelp, so um, public relations and uh, any type of communication was really useful for what I do for work now. Very cool. Um, so one of the things that I talked to you about before the interview started is that um, our students are pursuing side hustles as we find ourselves in quarantine and the businesses that they had started sort of logistically make it challenging to work on. Um, I was wondering if you have any side hustles um, of your own uh, that you could share with the students you know, in addition to Yelp. Yeah, um, really interesting that you asked this question and use that word. Um, my side hustle of lately is uh, my brother owns a production company and I work with him a lot uh, just on creating advertising campaigns. Uh, so right now we're working with a, uh, a couple of alcohol brands and creating like little Instagram ad campaigns for them. Uh, so I do a bunch of script writing, I'll do some line producing uh, and- Can you explain what line producing is? Line producing is just like, uh, kind of coordinating a, a shoot, everything that is involved with uh, a, a film shoot. So it is coordinating the camera, coordinating the lights, uh, coordinating the talent, just bringing everything together and making sure it kind of like runs on a schedule. Uh, mm -hmm. A line producer is typically there on the day that everyone is is shooting, uh, but a lot of work is just kind of done behind the scenes. So. Mm -hmm. um, but so that's uh, the side hustle I'm uh, focused on mostly right now. Um, one of the projects that we're working on within the production company, though, is a, a pilot for a show that we're actually pitching to like Netflix and uh, like Quibi and a, a couple other uh, of the streaming services. But the title of the show is actually called Side Hustle, and it focuses on like business owners or like popular personalities and what they do, uh, but not necessarily what they do, but their side hustle. So one example is there's a sandwich shop in Chicago, uh, a place called Nini's Deli. Um, and that is the the uh, person that we're featuring's kind of main gig that he does. 
but the story is being told about his side hustle, which is he also has this really popular clothing brand called uh, Chicago Native. Um, may have heard of it, but uh, like Derrick Rose and uh, like all sorts of Chicago rappers and stuff. Chance the Rapper has like uh, worn his clothing and stuff. So it's kind of a, a, a story about that, like a, a celebrity or a business owner or someone kind of, uh, you know, known within communities and what they, they do when, uh, you know, what they do on the side. And it's documentary uh, style, not not a f fictitious like sitcom or something like that. Right? Yeah, it's it's documentary style. Very cool. Um, so I, that's sort of interesting because I think um, a lot of times in in our class specifically, we look at you know business case studies of like tech startups, but there's this whole other you know realm of like creative media. Um, I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit about what it would look like, um, you know, if this were to to go. Like, so what are you working on right now that you are going to then pitch to Netflix and Quibi and some of these other streaming services? Um, we're just kind of developing the story right now. So we we've actually worked on a couple of other projects uh, with this guy before, and it he's really interesting he has like some some really cool stories so we're kind of taking uh the footage that we already have and and really carving out exactly what the story is uh and then developing some other stories for the future uh around some other personalities so one other uh option that we're looking at is a an actor the guy who played uh aladdin in the the recent remake um so he's an actor but he has this side hustle uh, as a uh, vegetarian cookbook writer. So uh, we just, uh, right now we're just kind of developing these stories and figuring out exactly what we have and how we want these stories to take shape. Uh, then from there, once they take shape, it's just about shopping them to, you know, to whoever will will potentially buy it. So, so could you actually talk about like that process? It's like when you put something together, is it a full length episode? Is it um, a preview? Is it and then and then once you have that thing, whatever that thing is, like who are you showing? How do you shop? Um, you know, the idea for a show. Well, this is my first time doing it actually. So. I I can't speak from personal experience going through the process and actually doing it, but um, the idea typically is you shoot like a little pilot or uh, like a small like sample of it, something that you know you don't have to put a ton of money into, but you can show enough like, to give a flavor for what it will yeah, be. Yeah, you, you show like a proof of concept, like you would you know any any other business idea or startup uh and then so sort of it's the uh the the media studies equivalent of a minimum viable product you know coming from the startup space exactly it's a very great analogy okay um yeah that's that's uh pretty similar to how it works and then so um like who's at netflix that you go talk to who at quibi like how do you get a foot in the door or at least theoretically how does that work um you know i am not extremely familiar with this process like i said it's just kind of something i'm learning as i go uh my brother he he works with a lot of creative directors and and people in the industry uh so he's kind of like taking on that side of what this project will be i i probably wouldn't be the best person to speak about it because i don't have any like specific experience but i you know, we're just finding the right person there. I'm sure they have 
you know, scouts that are always looking for for different things to green light. So I think that in of itself is sort of like a good meta lesson is that if you are interested in some endeavor, you don't necessarily have to do every single thing yourself. You can find the strategic partners um, to, to work with who can take care of that aspect of the heavy lifting. Oh, absolutely. That's one of my best strategies is just to, you know, put experts around me when I don't know exactly what it is that I'm doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, you know, that that's the that's the best way to succeed is is not to try to do something that you're not good at, but to bring in someone who is really good at it. Very cool. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. So I'm going to ask sort of like one more final, uh, you know, wrap up question. And that is uh, if a young person was interested in entering um, your, your primary domain um, of like community management or marketing and PR, uh, what advice would you give to them? Um, I think some good advice that I've, I've given in the past is like, don't let your schooling or uh, your previous like work experience hold you back from going for something. Uh, you, you can kind of take my story as an example of that. Like I, I wasn't exactly what what they were looking for on paper, but I didn't care. I just you know did something to make myself stand out. And I think that's really important, specifically with startups or, or companies at an early stage. Like I said, is just showing them that you can really think outside of the box and that you can be versatile. Uh, those are the most important types of employees that uh, companies at an early stage, I, I think, are looking for. Um, a lot of the stuff they can teach you, like what they want you to do, but you can't really be taught to think outside of the box or think differently. So um, just don't like, you know, because you have a certain major or something and uh, you see a listing that you think would be cool, you know, don't dismiss it just because it's it's not exactly like what your background is in. Um, Great. I think that, uh, that's, that's some good advice. Great. All right. Well, thank you very much, Danny, for, for joining our class today. And yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Hope you guys uh, stay well in San Diego. I imagine it's probably a little bit nicer outside than uh, it is here in the Chicago area. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty nice here, but uh, right. I miss Chicago. Well, we miss you guys too, and I hope to see you soon. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. See you, Danny.